The beerstein missed Hawk's head and shattered against the wall. Hawk jumped up. Two men were locked in a drunken brawl on the far side of the room. The fracas ended abruptly when a fellow wielding what looked like a steel truncheon caught one of them smartly on the head. The brawler slumped forward over the table, out cold. The fellow with the truncheon hurried over to Hawk and Dick Wooten's table. "'Allow me to introduce myself,' he said. "'Captain John Smollett at your service. Sorry about that glass. Nearly hit you, didn't it?' "'It came too damn close for comfort,' Hawk told him. "'No, you mustn't mind these here shipmates of mine. This Marlin spike will keep them quiet. Don't you fret.' "'Is that what you used?' Dick asked, glancing at the heavy iron club still in the captain's grasp. "'Yes, Governor,' the captain said, lifting the weapon. "'And a hard master it is, as many of me crew can testify.' Captain Smollett was a tall, rangy fellow with sharp, knife-like features. From under his white, visored captain's cap, a straw-colored cowlick flopped down over his forehead. Hawk took up his mug of rum. Just remind that crewman of yours, Captain, that if there's any more foolishness, I'll send him head first through that wall over there. Oh, I'll be sure to tell him that, Governor. Yes, sir. And thank you for being so patient with the likes of us poor sailors lost in this land without the comfort of a heaving deck under our feet. Curious, Hawk stared at the Captain. There was something about the man that didn't ring true. Though he introduced himself as a ship's captain, Hawk doubted that Smollett had ever commanded anything larger than a rowboat. Captain, did you say? Hawk said. Smollett nodded firmly. Oh, I see you question that, Governor, and I don't blame you. There's no smell of the sea about me. But it's the truth, more's the pity, lost adrift as we are in this savage wild. But I was a captain. Where's your ship? At the bottom of the sea. Too bad. Yes, Governor, it was, Smollett replied. With a casual salute, the captain returned to his charges. They were once again making a stir, but with a few cuffs and a sharp word or two, the captain quieted them down. The surly, grumbling silence came over the men. The settlers and a few teamsters sitting around the room seemed relieved that the sailors were being kept quiet by the captain. Linus Macduff, the Hudson's Bay functionary who kept open the small grog shop in the back of his commissary, hurried over to Hawk's table. He was a small, wiry redhead with rust-colored eyebrows that beetled out over his light green eyes. "'I'm telling you, gents,' he said, mopping his brow as he bent over their table. "'Those fellows are a mean bunch. I don't mind telling you that I don't like the look of them.' "'Where'd they come from?' asked Dick Wooten. They just trailed in here one by one more than a week ago. Strange lot, Dick commented, glancing over at them. There appeared to be at least a dozen or more occupying half of the grog shop, their chairs all pulled up around one large table. They were not quiet. They argued volubly, incessantly, their voices shrill, their conversation sprinkled with salty oaths that only men of the sea favored. What'll you have, gents? Linus asked. More rum, Hawk told him. Linus left with her empty jug. Leaning back in his chair, Dick glanced at Captain Smollett. A captain, is he? What do you think, Hawk? He's a fraud, pure and simple. More than likely, he's an ordinary seaman who jumped ship with his buddies. He probably stole that officer's cap. With a quick nod of agreement, Dick swung his attention back to Hawk. You still planning to leave in the morning? No reason not to. 
Looks like you're turning that cabin of yours into a farm. All them nails. Are you sure you ain't thinking of building a hen house? I just want more room and a shed for the horses. That morning Dick Wooten had ridden into Fort Hall to find Hawk in the act of purchasing two pack horses from a shifty-eyed Arakawa. Both men had been well pleased to come upon each other once again, and for the remainder of the day Wooten helped Hawk shop for goods. Though it must have been a surprising sight to see Hawk pay for what he had purchased in gold coin, up until now the trapper had not asked how Hawk had come upon his sudden wealth. But he must have wondered. And Hawk knew he was bursting to know. Linus brought the new jug of rum. As Dick filled his and Hawk's glass, he glanced over at Hawk, a glint in his eyes. What'd you do, Hawk? Rob a bank? Hawk pulled his rum closer. You remember a trapper named Peaked Foxwell? Dick thought for a minute, then nodded.